the gloves are about to come off. It is time to drop your butt. <laughs> Welcome back to Drop Your Buffs Down Under. I'm Sean Ross. And I'm Ricard Foyer. And we are podcasting for the very first time in person, staring into each other's eyes. It's very weird <laughs> and uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I can't keep eye contact with you. Like, this is so uncomfortable. <laughs> well, that's okay. It, look, that's why we're friends, um, because we can't make eye contact with each other. <laughs> So Ricard is in Toronto to attend the Blockbuster Survivor 44 premiere party at Craft Brewery tonight, hosted by Wendell and Bryce uh, from the podcast network that shall not be named. I'm just kidding. We love our happier. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a general sense from you about how you're feeling about Survivor 44 coming up tonight? Oh, um, you know, it's really hard to think. I, I'm excited for all the newbies and I'm excited to see how they do and their personalities out there. Uh, Gameplay wise, it's hard to get excited for such an abbreviated version because I'm enjoying AU so much with the relationships and the fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just going to be, I don't know, three minutes of kind of gameplay and mostly Jeff and some theatrics. But yeah, I guess I'm excited. I really am excited. Yeah, I feel similarly. It feels like we are watching some of the best Survivor I've ever seen in Australia. And it's like we get to watch the adults play in Samoa. And now it's time to watch the kids play in Fiji in the sandbox. (laughs) I will not not getting my ass in trouble. But no, yeah, I'm... It's just going to be really hard having these go on simultaneously and be focused on inevitably so many more advantages with 44. And we're just seeing actual great idol plays in AU right now. And it's just been fantastic. It's been so fucking good to watch. It has. It's wild that this season of Heroes vs. Villains is just getting better and better every week, I feel like. It's so good. And in this one, we have the merge, of course. This week, uh, we had a great final pre-merge vote with Stevie going home. Very emotional. We had a great, incredible blockbuster merge vote with an idle play that didn't need to be played and yet is still effective as an idle play. And, you know, a betrayal, friendship. We have it all. This is what Survivor is all about. I'm so high on this season right now. And I don't see how it can get bad. Like, I think from here on out, it is set up, the the dynamics being the way they are, that this is an all-time great season. Yeah, and I I think we're seeing something that kind of reminds me of season one of American Survivor with Sue Hawk and Kelly, where relationships and friendships matter. Mm. But, you know, in this new era and in modern Survivor, we're seeing that friendships do matter, but they also are realistic about, like, the expectations and what those friendships will mean gameplay-wise. Because we all want to just make it further in the game. You know, Liz and Shawnee are not being unrealistic with hoping that Flick will continue on with them and hoping that she won't backstab them because there's genuine friendship there. But they also recognize like, 
you felt like you were doing what was best for you, but you made a decision that's really questionable and odd from a friendship perspective. And I just, I just love it. I love it. I love the gameplay. Yeah, totally. It is very human. It's very strategy focused. It really has it all. I think it's the perfect merging of an old school feel and an old school focus on relationship and a new school next level strategy gameplay going on. So I'm all in. Let's get right into it and talk about episode 13, our last pre-merge episode. But Liz is now on the new Heroes Tribe because the last time we checked in here, she had just mutinied from the Villains Tribe to the Heroes Tribe to get back together with the band. The Spice Girls are together. Liz and Shawnee are like cuddling in the water. It's adorable. I really love their dynamic. I love seeing them back together. And Flick is finding a new opportunity here because suddenly she's got a couple girls around and she's really weaseling her way in with Liz and Shawnee and it's working. Uh, And yet George wants her as the next target. So it's really setting up this power dynamic or or, uh, power struggle that's going on in this tribe of Liz and Shawnee versus George, which I think is really interesting and is going to be, I hope, kind of like a longer term story in this season, assuming George isn't going home next week. Yeah. And I think with this particular opening scene where we see um, Flick uh, deciding to go up to Shawnee and say who she was most comfortable with on the other side, knowing private information of who Shawnee likes and using that. Flick clearly has a very big awareness of the game. And it's easy for me to get caught up in that. And especially with what happens with Flick, her jumping ship, going back to the original um, heroes and be like, wow, she lacks awareness in this game. How how are you going to turn on these people that just saved you? How are you going to do that? Blah, blah, blah. But she clearly has the awareness and what she's doing is rational. It's just I'm frustrated with Flick. And I know I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves because as of right now. By all means. I mean, like as of right now, from in this recap, we haven't seen the vote where uh, Stevie is sent home instead of Flick. But Flick is doing all the right things. And I think it's reasonable her jumping ship away from Shawnee and reasonable jumping ship when she from Liz, when there is literally the majority with the heroes on the other side. It's just hard to have to dangle these relationships in front of you and hurt people that just saved your ass. Yeah, I'm a little confused because Flick uses the information that Liz has an alliance with Sam, Nina, and Dave to kind of get in good Mm -hmm. with Liz. And I don't know how she found that out. There must be some Matt talk that took place or something because she she brought it up and Liz's... At at first, I thought she knew the information from Liz. I thought Liz Mm -hmm. came over, mentioned it to somebody, and then Flick was like, oh, let me say it. But... The excitement in Liz's voice of like, oh, I like the same people. She clearly had not said that out loud to Flick. So, I, yeah, I agree. I don't know where that information came from. But she was very intentional by saying it, Flick was, which I think was really solid gameplay. Yeah, I mean, like Flick did really well for herself for most of this week. I mean, until she got voted out. I do think the way she played Liz and Shawnee was masterful. It's just, and, and had she made the right choice after the merge which would have been to stick with them but in her mind of course all of the og heroes were going to stick together and so if that had happened as was her expectation it actually would have been a great play because she did save herself so like i have to hand it to flick for 
playing this really, really well, considering she was going to be likely the next person to go home, she did manage to save herself at least for a little while until um, the merge shook out the way it did. So have to hand it to Flick here. Yeah. And I, I kind of thought there was going to be more tension with um, this one moment they included that kind of seemed out of place because we didn't see any follow up. George bringing up that he wants Haley to be a part of the Spice Girls. He wants Haley to be safe and how important it is that Haley is there. And there's this moment where Liz talks about, oh, yeah, Haley was going to be next out very casually. Like, I'm on board with that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind it. And I thought there was going to be more pushback between the two of them in regards to Haley because of how stressed out George is that he needs Haley around. But then it being more a conversation about Flick, I just didn't know why that was really included. Um, It was just kind of an odd moment for me. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. Well, I did see that it came to... A sort of uh, came to fruition or whatever at the reward challenge where they played that great basketball reward challenge, which I really liked. Um, that that's where at the end of that challenge, George tells Haley, Hey, by the way, you were going to be the vote last night and it was Nina. Like he pins it on Nina. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't <laughs> like it was Sam, Dave, Nina, and Liz. And like, why so discord between? Haley and Liz. I mean, I think Haley would understand where Liz was coming from. She, her back was kind of against the wall. But to say, like, Nina was planning a blindside against you, uh, I do think that that just helps. It's It's been so great to watch George build up this relationship with Haley over the course of several weeks to continue to feed her information which is true and valuable so that she feels valued and looked out for by George so that when it comes time for the merge they can come together and work really effectively together. And it was so great that we actually got to see that payoff because Haley did come so close to getting voted out. Yeah. And Haley was not able to get her face right the rest of that episode. She was a fucking stressed out mess. But I love George's very intentional gameplay. I know he his personality can rub people the wrong way. And I don't mean that as an offensive thing, George. <laughs> you know, but like... Everybody has a different personality that they jive with or they're connected to. And in that environment, I don't know if it's like his lightheartedness or his sternness or how he can smile while telling you, like, I hate you. Um, it's difficult for some folks to be close with him, but he is still, regardless of that, one of the most impressive players strategically I've ever seen in my life. Like, he is unbelievable. It's just been so fun to watch him. So, so fun. Yeah, totally agree. And I feel like it's even more fun now that these little tiny hairline cracks are starting to emerge in the Spice Girls, Mm -hmm. where Shawnee and Liz are wanting to make their own decisions and George won't really let them. And he's having to compromise now on certain things. And he compromises with the Stevie vote. He compromises with changing the vote from Sam to David in episode 15. And I mean, like he's doing it right and he is compromising. He is giving into what they want. Um, but is it at the expense of the alliance? I don't know. Is it at his expense? Uh, I, I think he's playing this right, but it's going to be really interesting to see how this shakes out because the more powerful Liz and Shawnee feel, the less they may feel they need George in the game. Yeah. Which feels right around the corner. (laughs) Potentially, yeah. Can we talk about this reward that the villains won, which was a trip to the sandwich bar, which is 
Such a classic Australian survivor reward. We've seen candy bars, chocolate bars. Um, not like bars, candy, but like like <laughs> candy yeah, yeah, stations. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. There was a popcorn, the popcorn one, and movie the, one. The popcorn one. Who watched? Someone found an idol. The guy with the long hair. The golden god found the idol in the popcorn. The Do guy, you remember the that? The guy with the long hair. Yeah, yeah. golden David, god. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 kind of a big deal. Um, so yeah, I thought it's obvious there's an idol here they all thought it's obvious there's an idol here and it was really fun to watch this all play out because of course they didn't want Haley going too early she ends up going second and you know everybody's barely paying attention to the food they're casually eating but really looking for an idol and yet no idol seemed to have been found i i love i actually kind of love that nothing was found because it's so obvious that something will be there. And the fact that it's not is going to bring so much more. I mean, who knows? Maybe there is something they'll show us a flashback in the future. But I highly doubt that. That's not really AU style, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I personally love just sowing more doubt in people's mind than anything. Yeah. It could be a total flop of a reward. But just that extra doubt of, like, somebody must have found something. We know the history of how these work. So I think this is even more fun that there wasn't anything there. Yeah, I do like it. Okay, from that challenge, let's go to the immunity challenge where they're holding sandbags uh, over uh, their heads and there's a, they're attached to a trough of water. And if one of them drops, the whole tribe drops. This is a classic survivor challenge, but they put a twist on it by including a puzzle, which um, I love this story of this ongoing seasonal plot point about... George fighting with Stevie about puzzles mm-hmm. every time. It's like, why put Stevie on the puzzles anymore? George is just going to get upset. Yes. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because Nina finishes the puzzle so quickly. Nina is in her almost challenge beast era because she also did a great job on last gasp, that immunity challenge uh, where you're in the water under the grates. And so maybe, maybe things are looking up for Nina. Maybe. Maybe not. Okay, well, the heroes lose this one, and the villains are safe. So the heroes are headed to Tribal Council. Feels like an easy vote. Feels like it's time for Flick or Matt to go home. And the struggle here we have is between Shawnee and Liz, who want to keep Flick around, um, but George wants her out. He would rather move forward with Matt. And for Liz, I feel like Flick is a great option because she's all in on Liz's new secret alliance with Sam, David, and Nina. Interesting being able to look back on this, that that alliance is coming to nothing. Uh, Like that alliance seems like it was firmly left on the villains tribe uh, and is dead moving forward because obviously they're now part of this seven majority, which Sam, David, and Nina were not in. David is now gone. And I mean, it's also interesting to think about that scene where Liz plays her idol and David tries to get her not to play her idol in the context of that uh, relationship that they had, that secret alliance they had. So um, yeah, it's. I just think it's interesting that she wanted to keep Flick around and, and that, that I imagine that was a part of wanting to keep her around. But maybe it was like a option B or option C for Liz at that point, but just something she wanted to keep in her toolkit. Well, unfortunately, this confrontation about Flick might ruin them eternally, as Liz said. Liz was funny in this conversation with George about like the 
the fallout from if they don't keep Flick. Like, yeah. Is this going to ruin us eternally? And George is being like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then her concern about, what did she say? Sausage fest? She said, we want women, not a sausage fest. <laughs> uh, yeah. But George really isn't budging. And I thought, oh, no, like, this is a problem. This is uh, maybe a small misstep from George where the girls are just going to be completely fed up. And guess what? There's two of them and one of George. I mean, I know that there's also at this point, Stevie and Jerry in the Alliance, but it does feel, it felt like a little bit of a problem to me. See, so this is where I feel like they could have taken a little bit more time in the episode to show that personality differences between George and Stevie are likely what led to this because Stevie has been by George's side for a good chunk of this game. Matt comes out of nowhere. He did not pledge allegiance to George at the beginning when he was given the offer. He barely, like, he was the last one to say he was willing to be a double agent after Flick had done it and after somebody else had. And, like, why was George so easy to get rid of Stevie and keep this new person, Matt, instead of getting rid of Matt as the compromise and keeping Stevie? And I think... They should have shown, because that was kind of confusing. Mm. If you're a casual, like, oh, you just dropped Stevie out of fucking nowhere. And that's where, like, what you were just saying about the puzzles. Like, there is history there. There's confrontation with Stevie Mm -hmm. and George. And they should have shown a little bit more instead of just kind of out of nowhere being like, Stevie is the most expendable person here. Why Stevie over Matt? Well, if you haven't watched any other episode, it's confusing. But if you haven't seen every other episode, it's because of how they interact with each other. And I think they could have just talked about that more. Yeah, I do wonder whether anything came up about Simon's attempts to get Stevie back on his side. Remember that cross-tribal thing about this is your destiny and the triangle symbol. And so, of course, Matt and Flick would have known about that. And I wonder if they did anything pre-tribal or Uh. even in the days prior to say like, hey, by the way, Stevie may not be as trustworthy as you think he is. He was kind of like interested in this plan. You know, he did express that like, oh, that's very interesting information. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have been fun to bring up. Totally. (laughs) And I wonder, I wonder if they did that. Um, But it's totally possible now hearing you talk about that and George's relationship with Stevie because Stevie is a new ally for George. I think he was a very loyal ally to George, but there may have been doubt in George's mind about the long-term nature of that alliance. So uh, that could be another reason why it was easier for him to flip on Stevie and sort of like trust Matt. But Matt seems like a risky option too, because Matt is firmly a part of the meat tray. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like the newest one. Like it was just a little bit confusing, but yeah, I guess we'll see how it works out. Matt so far is getting a very good at it. Yeah. All of a sudden out of nowhere. But but I think the the good thing here for Matt is he did not previously have a bad edit. He just wasn't he just visible. Didn't, he didn't have an edit. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a big difference from like having a really good one and then going to bad or having like little bad moments and then going to good. It's like, why did they ever want you to look bad? Why did the editors, yeah. why were they okay with you looking bad? Right. Which sadly for Nina this week, there are lots of little moments that did not need to be in this edit and they kind of intentionally make Nina look bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, just the vigilante stuff. The vig- yes, that was embarrassing that was for laughing. her. <laughs> the, like, 
you know, the name then being used against her. Uh-huh. That's an extra slap. When Simon tries to talk to Nina at one point and the way that Nina says, actually, not right now. And she puts her finger up kind uh-huh. of in his face. And I was like, oh, no. Not right now. It's not a bad thing. Just don't. Just can we please talk alone? <laughs> it was like, like very jarring mm-hmm. in that moment and abrupt. They didn't need to include any of that. But they did to make Simon look better. Yeah, it's just, ooh. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very interesting. Okay, well, let's go to this tribal because I thought it was so powerful, this tribal. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first of two really, really great tribals this week uh, where essentially, I mean, there's so many great things here. First of all, Jerry standing up to Flick and being like, I don't trust you. I never want to move forward with you. We had this tribe you know, the original Heroes tribe, I was on the bottom of that and I'm not interested in being on the bottom of another one of your alliances. Mm-hmm. Like, that was great. I thought that was a great moment for Jerry. But then the real blockbuster moment is when Liz presents George with an ultimatum mm-hmm. where she says, either you change your vote to Matt or I give my idol to Flick. And that's, ri- so she trusted her alliance enough because that is a risky thing where I could easily, if I was in that situation, if I was George, actually, no, actually, if I wasn't George, because George is so analytical and on top of things, he's rational enough to not fuck up his entire future for this one moment. If you were in George's place. If I was in George's place, there we go. I would easily have a moment of, oh, you want to fucking play like that? Okay, we're voting her out. Yeah. Like, that is a risky move. Yeah. For a newbie like Liz, maybe for a Shawnee who knows that George isn't going to get her out in the end. But that was very (laughs) risky, I think. I would be nervous to say something like that. Yeah. It tells me a couple things. One, that Shawnee, Liz, and George's relationship is really, really strong. Yes. That you can say this, that you can give an ultimatum to George in at tribal council, which is his court Mm-hmm. that he rules over uh, that you have to have balls to do that. And you have to be very, very comfortable with your relationship with George in that moment, because you know, anything can happen there and what George decides goes. So uh, I love that she did that. I love that that relationship is strong enough. It gives me a little bit of comfort moving forward that the three of them aren't maybe going to turn on each other anytime soon. Cut to next week when, you know, they're voting George out. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I do really love seeing that. And I love seeing Liz step up here. I mean, like Liz's edit has been so good in the past couple of weeks, sort of ever since that swap and that she really emerged as the this lone wolf sort of player over on the new villains tribe and then coming back together with the Spice Girls and stepping up her game that she found this idol and then she's willing to play it not for herself twice that that comes up. She doesn't have to play it on this night. But that she presents her um, ultimatum and that it actually affects the vote in a way that she's happy with. Like, Liz really got her way in this case. Did it work out in the long run? Not necessarily, but I do love this moment for Liz so much. And I feel like, again, I've said it before, I think Liz's winner edit started a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And I think it is going strong. And I see Liz winning this game. Now, even though this comparison is not with a winner... Her edit is giving me the same vibes as um, 
Was it Baden's season? There was a one person, I think it was in the same vote out as the Sorry Annalise, where mm-hmm. two people were voted out. And one of them, I couldn't stand her. Not to say I at <laughs> any point couldn't stand Liz. But I was just like, this doesn't look great for this person. She gets voted out. And then she goes on to have this amazing arc. Makes it to final two, right? Do you know who I'm talking about? Tara. Tara. You know, just emerges after a hardship. That's the main thing I'm trying to get at. Not the having a rough beginning or being unlikable, but having a hardship and then growing exponentially in this game. Figuring out how to do this on her own without help, without the security of an alliance or a big group around you. Liz figured it out by herself. She had her two days of, you know, being all by herself in the water while everybody else is having a great ass time. And she really discovered how to play this fucking game. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah. And so after this ultimatum, then George pulls Jerry aside and says, okay, what do you want to do? It's either got to be Matt or it's got to be Steve. I'm kind of surprised Jerry said Steve. Well, I'm not surprised when I think back to, it was a little pet peeve of mine I brought up to you that uh, Shawnee and Jerry, Poppy, were unnecessarily making fun of Stevie when Stevie was Mm -hmm. playing both sides between Flick and George and didn't know what Mm -hmm. to do and was asking about splitting the vote. And they're like, oh, yeah, let's get a crab to be the fifth vote. We don't have five people, Stevie, like that frustration. They were kind of making fun of him. And in that moment, it really showed me not that Poppy doesn't like Steve, but that Stevie is frustrating to be around and is not always the most logical or easy to work with. And so it does make sense to me, Poppy being like, well, that Matt is a straight shooter. Yeah. And we also already got that scene. Maybe not. Maybe you correct me, please. There is that scene where Matt and Poppy talk about being a final two. Was that before or after Tribal? This is after this, I okay, think. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Then yeah. never mind. But- Clearly, there must be some promise there with Poppy just knowing that Matt is a better choice and easier to work with. Yeah, but it is surprising considering that Jerry wanted nothing to do with the Meat Tray Alliance and his whole thing was like, let's Mm -hmm. topple that whole thing. So something must have happened. I think Matt must be a great relationship builder, Mm -hmm. Uh, either like he's very charismatic or kind or easy to read or... Uh, something, but genuine. He must have a genuine quality to him that people are willing to trust him because to me, the the 180 that Jerry has done with a member of the meat tray is wild and a testament to Matt's ability to build relationships in the game, I think. Well, maybe it is like the old man alliance between Stevie and Poppy where they felt like they needed each other. And maybe going back to what you said might have happened, finding out from Matt that Stevie yeah. was willing to flip. Yeah. He didn't flip, yeah. but he was considering it. Maybe that hurt Poppy enough. And he's like, oh, you know what? That young man told me. He told me about Stevie. Yeah. By Stevie. Yeah. Now, this is what's funny is this was technically Liz and definitely George throwing out this uh, new version or this new option of getting out Stevie. But you know who I still think Stevie is going to be the most mad at? Shawnee. Shawnee. When she was just like, oh. Yeah. Shawnee's reaction was great. It was like so like, oh, I like this. Yeah. That that moment, the second I heard that little like 
excitement in her voice. I was like, oh no, Stevie's going to watch this and damn, he's going to hate that lady. Oh, he's going to have another four year (laughs) revenge plot beginning now. Yeah, that was, that was rough. Okay, so that's it. Stevie gets voted out and it's interesting here that, you know, George tells Shawnee and Liz, okay, it's Stevie. They wanted Matt out, right? And if you look at the breakdown of votes, they could have done it because Flick votes for Matt. Matt votes for Flick. And then Stevie is voting for Flick. George is voting for Stevie. Jerry's voting for Stevie. So that means that Liz and Shawnee could have joined Flick in voting for Matt and Matt would have gone home. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. I understand why they did not do it because they would be incurring the wrath of George and sort of like, like I said, like going back to their, the strength of their relationship, I think it is strong enough that they wouldn't want to blindside George in that way. Yeah. Um, but it is an interesting little voting anomaly that they could have pulled off something else. Um, they could have pulled off exactly what they wanted to pull off yes. and keep Stevie around. But uh, that aside, I just loved the way that this played out. And the music was so powerful. It was just cinematic. I mean, it was so sad uh, to lose Stevie. I think we as an audience, at least speaking for myself, I really grew to love Stevie in the game. And I loved that he became a member of the Spice Girls. I love that he sort of like switched from the dark side to the light side or the mm-hmm. other dark side. It's like kind of was a dark side to another dark side uh, on the villains, but it's the dark side that I like of the Spice Girls. And... I really thought that he was going to be in this game a lot longer. And so I thought it was shocking. It was sad. It was, you know, a sacrifice. Again, just all the things that make a Survivor episode great uh, came out in this vote. And even Jonathan. I told you. So if you all, everybody at home, pull up this episode. And it is extremely subtle. But it is the moment that made me cry watching this uh, tribal when J- uh, JLP goes to read the final vote and he already knows the votes, he knows who's going home. So this isn't like a moment of shock, but this is more a moment of this is difficult to say. And especially after Stevie gave that very beautiful speech of these two people are great people. I f- have grown to like these people, but I had to make a decision that's best for my game. And I'm so sorry. Like it was such an emotional speech that Stevie gave of guilt for getting out flick or Matt and calling them great people. And then for it to turn around and him be the one that goes home JLP right before reading that last vote, he pauses. There's this small little like hiccup in his voice as if he's getting emotional saying it. And then he giggles afterwards, which is what I do when I'm trying not to cry. I do a little laugh. I just thought it was genuinely a beautiful human moment from JLP of, I'm so sorry, CV. Like, I know this is going to hurt you. It's going to kill you. And I, there must be some tears or some like audible crying from Stevie, something a little bit more as he's walking down the path because everyone just kind of looks at each other and stays like says how sad it was that moment. Oh, it was heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. it was. But it was a huge win for Flick and Matt. Mm-hmm. They were so fucking lucky. Like, how did they come out of that? And it was a big li- win for Liz as well, but at what cost? If Matt ends up being the winner of this season, I could see this being one of those moments where 
Like I've had a few of those moments where I know I put in the work, but the edit doesn't show that. And people have found like, oh, you were lucky to be there. Somebody else saved you. You know, there was luck involved. With this vote with Matt, him, I really think he put in the work. This can't be one of those moments. This wasn't a lucky moment for Matt. He put in the work and he deserved to stay. And so did Flick. They both put in the fucking work. And Matt goes straight from the bottom to the top because the next day he's making a final three deal with Jerry and George. I think this is, I mean, maybe people have been throwing around a final two deal sort of thing, but not that I recall off the top of my head. This is the first real clear indication that I've noticed where three people come together and say it's us to the end. Which so like the end game is really in sight for these people. And Jerry, Maddie, and George are an unlikely final three alliance. I know it. And then they become a final two. Oh yeah. George <laughs> is out. George is out. While he's nude swimming for the first time in his life. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a final two in Maddie and Jerry, and there's a final two cheeks. I don't know. <laughs> No, I don't know. I'm not going anywhere with that. <laughs> George's little butt. Why'd they do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think he's thrilled about it. He put a, put a put a poll on his Instagram. What was the ass out of 10? Um, what was the ass out of 10? What do you didn't think? Didn't see the results. No, I'm oh, asking your result. Uh, I'm a married man. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the merge feast where George declares a time of peace. (laughs) I have to say, I don't have a lot to say about this merge feast. One, I thought there might be an advantage in the feast itself, Mm -hmm. um, but maybe I'm just a little too like US on the brain. I know what you're going to bring up. (laughs) I wasn't going to bring up anything, but I was just going to say I love the music. Yes, exactly. The medieval music. (laughs) I knew you were going to say something about that, especially it starts when, was it um, Haley is chopping the pig's head off? Pig's head off. I was like, oh my God. Peta is shaking right now. <laughs> but yeah, the little medieval. Dee, 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 yeah, dee. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. I loved the whole merch feast. Wanted to be there. Uh, what do you think of the new buffs? The new I merch buff? love the buff color. I, oh, it is so beautiful. I love a green. I love a dark green. It's like electric almost. I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, I don't think anything can touch the purple villains buff for me personally, but I like it. People seem to agree with you because it's selling for extreme amounts of money on the eBay. I'm going to launch an investigative podcast where I discover who's selling villains buffs because it's the same account. It doesn't matter. Anyways, nobody cares about this. They're going for like over $1,000 per buff and somebody just keeps uploading them Mm -hmm. and selling them. And I'm like, how can I get my hands on one? I know. I would pay hundreds of dollars, but not over a thousand. Yeah. And well, this not all... hundreds, but like, yeah, I mean hundreds, but this is like I carried away. This is the first <laughs> time, um, well, after the unveiling of these buffs, that we see George tell Liz, we're in trouble. You fucked mm-hmm. up and you're the first one to go mm-hmm. home. Yeah, because Flick is being like a social butterfly uh-huh. at this merge feast. And we're seeing her reconnect with everybody. I mean, Flick is good at what she does. And I think George says that. Like, she is a good social player. She has connections. She has relationships. People like her. People like talking to her. But she flips easily. And so that is dangerous. And so like George's read on Flick has been absolutely perfect this whole time. Yep. I do think it's interesting that he says to Liz, guess what? 
you're going to be the first target. And then later at the immunity challenge, he tells Shawnee, I think you're the first target. It's almost like he is keeping them a little scared Mm -hmm. and keeping them feeling protected by him. Yeah. Um, And I don't know how much of that is intentional manipulation or like maybe in that moment he really did feel Liz, you might be the first target. Yeah, People know about your idol, right? Shawnee, you might be the first target. You're a big threat. You have a reputation. I mean, it really, I think it's even accurate. I don't even think it's like a journey for him of what he thinks is going on. I think Liz was target number one because of the idol. Then they realized they could flush it. Shawnee was then target number two. And I think he was growing while watching the conversations from the sideline. He is a genius. Yeah, he was right. He was right. They did plan to split the vote with (laughs) the most on Shawnee flushing Liz's idol. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, mole mole. Mole mole. So put your hand up if you think they should be called the vigilantes (laughs) or if you think they should be called mole mole. And put a leg up if you think they should be called fa mole mole. (laughs) (laughs) I think fa mole mole. (laughs) I don't know what's going on with this merge name. Because first of all, I love that they take a vote on the merge name. I actually really like Vigilantes because in the past two seasons, I guess, because on both uh, Brains versus Brawn, I think the merge tribe was called Fire. Yes. And then in Blood versus Water... Don't remember the name of the merge tribe, but it was similar in that it was like, uh, it was lava. It was lava. lava. I can't believe that just came to me. Uh, It was lava. And then here you have heroes, villains, vigilantes. I think that that actually all works um, for me because, I mean, we talked about this last season. I do think that they're, they have tried to steer them away from sort of like, names that might suggest cultural appropriation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and especially in australia i think they're way more conscious of that with um they had a land acknowledgement at the beginning of those seasons um i think that they there's just like more of a reverence for uh, aboriginal culture in australia Mm -hmm. um now they're back in samoa and i guess they're a little more loosey-goosey although this is just like language this is just using language it's not necessarily like uh, an indigenous thing yeah but i do feel like i liked where they were going with the sort of just like words these english words and so i like nina's suggestion of vigilantes but for mole mole really rolls off the tongue (laughs) (laughs) and then so you have mole mole which apparently means both i'm hungry and please Mm -hmm. um it's sort of like uh oliver twist like please sir can i have some more (laughs) um but then then you have i think it must be production correcting it so that it's like if we're going to use the language we should actually have it correct because on the screen it says fa mole mole i don't know what the uh because there is an apostrophe so it's fa mole mole Mm -hmm. um and i don't know if that's like a guttural stop that i don't like i don't obviously don't know the language but um i do feel like that is not what they said that is clearly not the name they chose yes but i feel like it's probably the grammatically correct spelling of what they went for and so they're just like trying to be respectful well yeah i see this is bringing me right back to specifically season 41 my season because our first of all our name was via Kana, which means hungry it was the exact argument like it's this is literally how we were named the exact same thing. However, all of our tribe names were supposed to um, be Fijian words. 
And none of them were correctly spelled. We are not correctly, like, they're not correct. They're not the actual correct pronunciations of any of these things. Like, Ua was supposed to be, what even was Ua? A flood? Like, a, or no, a tsunami? I don't even fucking remember. I don't know. What is Ua? It's Ua. <laughs> don't ask me. I think, like, Ua, I think Ua was tsunami and um, whatever. But it wasn't correct. Like, if you go and Google it, that that's not actually what the word <laughs> Well, to be fair, they've been on in Fiji for a very long time, and I feel like they're making up words at this point. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we had the, that's, we were named Hunger as well. Yeah. And, but via Kana, we did not spell it correctly. And I wish somebody had pulled us aside and like had us do it the appropriate right. way. Yeah. It would be nice to have somebody. Yeah. Just fact check. Yeah, a little something. Well, they didn't. Uh, well, you know, I did like Nina's name, but don't worry. It's not gone forever. Oh, my God. Poor <laughs> Nina. Yet another embarrassing moment this week. Yeah. yeah. Poor Nina. Well, back at the merge camp, Flick is back with the original heroes, and she's feeding Liz and Shawnee a porky pie about voting out Simon. <laughs> and it's funny that they just immediately yeah. know that she's lying. And Shawnee has this confessional where she's like, she's a terrible liar. Yeah. But also giving her compliments of like, she's an amazing, uh, she's amazing with connections. Yeah. But yeah. sucks at this. Yeah. <laughs> and... George uh, proposes an odd couple's alliance with Simon, which I really huh. love. I mean, like, George knows what he's doing. This is good TV. He knows we started as villains. We have a story from another season. We come in at each other's throats. I completely eviscerate this guy at Tribal Council. And now we're coming together to work together. Mm -hmm. It both works in the game, right? It works as a game move. Not, not for long, because I think people realize what's going on quite quickly. But, like... It's just great TV. And George knows how to make great TV. Yeah. And it's kind of funny what they're willing to put Simon through at this point, embarrassment-wise. Because we know their relationship relationship enough that George could just say, this is unlikely and nobody likes Simon. Yes, we've seen for weeks no one likes Simon. But they still felt we needed a montage of Simon being ignored, <laughs> Simon being walked away from, yeah. Simon being told to please leave them alone. We just need a minute. Don't worry. It's nothing bad. <laughs> it's like, it's poor fucking Simon. I have never felt so bad for a player. Like, I can't think of a player I've felt so bad for for so long. Usually it's a brief storyline. And then they get in. Uh, I would say. Uh, but oof. Uh. Sharin, Sharin from Sharin. Worlds Apart. I felt pretty bad for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Just, just if one came to mind. But let's go to the immunity challenge because they're playing a classic. Uh, a challenge that was broken in Survivor 43. Wow. Never been done before. They're playing Last Gasp. And it's so fun to watch here because I just love this challenge so much. And it's you just feel it you feel it in your chest you're like i'm drowning watching it's like you're holding your breath watching them oh. and nina does so well in this yes she does yes she does also george uh <laughs> chrissy from last season put up a video of george recounting this challenge and he says that he uh came out from because george is first to drop out after eight minutes 10 minutes or something oh, I like thought that 30 
It, oh no! Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, yeah maybe Jonathan it was twenty or thirty. Says like shockingly, <laughs> no one out by this point. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere between eight and thirty minutes, George <laughs> drops out and he comes out. And apparently, in this video that Chrissy posted, he thought he was going to be the last one. He thought he was coming up, and he was like, "I've been under there for six hours. I've won." <laughs> uh, but he was first out. But, uh, I did. I did love this. I do. I just love that there's so often in challenges that George and Shawnee are just sitting by the sidelines having a chat. <laughs> and I think that that's great TV, but it comes down to Matt and Nina and uh, Matt takes it in the end. And, you know, speaking of survivor 43, Cassidy Clark, who <laughs> you may or may not remember from survivor 43, <laughs> Did this tweet where so many people are watching Australian Survivor this season. Uh-huh. I really love it's it's wild because I feel like a lot of them came to it last season because Sandra was on it. But it feels like way more are watching this season than last season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I don't know if it's because they kind of like caught up or they got around to watching the Sandra season and then they got hooked in, or because the heroes versus villains theme and that means something to Americans. But a lot of people are watching it, including somebody who played Survivor 43 called Cassidy Clark. And she tweeted a video of this challenge and people making a snorkel with their hands for their mouth Mm -hmm. to breathe through. And she said something like, I don't know why people still do this. It doesn't even work. Of course, like she played this challenge and lost it. (laughs) And so she would know what works and what doesn't work. And it's like... Cassidy, dear, Matt won, (laughs) Nina made it to second place, and guess what? They both made snorkels. (laughs) So I don't know what show you're watching. It's fun. Well, I think what's funny is when people say these uh, statements that are, they're saying it as if it's factual. Because you had one experience. Because you couldn't make a snorkel. Yes. It doesn't work. Like, Maybe it doesn't work. Maybe it does work. You know, whatever it may be. But just like if you read how she worded this tweet and how she responded to some people, it is very like, you fucking fugly idiots. Like, (laughs) I was like, damn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. It's funny because I forgot she existed. (laughs) Okay. So. uh, And now I remember. I'm remembering a lot of people existed. Now at now that we're at the dawn of Survivor 44, uh, Survivor's putting out <laughs> Survivor put out this video of different cast members promoting. Like they're like, this is why you should watch Survivor. As if like anybody's gonna come across this on Instagram and be like, who's this interesting looking character? It's Gabler saying <laughs> Survivor's all about betrayal and backstabbing. And then it's like Cody. I was like, Cody? I forgot Cody exists. I literally <laughs> forgot Cody existed. So anyway, the eternal sunshine of the spotless minding of 43 is going well over here because I truly forgot these people existed. And I am ready for a new crop of players. So <laughs> I'm feeling optimistic about it. I will say that. We did a cast assessment. Evan and I did a cast assessment. It's in your feed already right now. So go listen to that before Survivor 44. But uh, I'm feeling optimistic about these people. There's some I really like. You love, you seem to like everybody except the Carsonauts. Carson Carson is muted, looking for a name for his fans. I did like Carson Caravan, which 
he is not using as one of his four options. But I, I like I told you, anybody could use the word caravan, and I'm going to be on board with that. The Ricard caravan, the Shan caravan, the Carolyn caravan. I think it's fun. Well, that caravan has crashed. Right now we have <laughs> the Carson Comets, the Car Stars, the Carson Crew, or the Carsonauts. I hate them all. Uh, I Well, Carson Crew. I don't like Carsonauts. I don't. I get how it could be cute, but I don't like it. Might I suggest... A fifth option. Oh, dear. Carcinogenic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this kid. I really don't like him. I'm sorry. I know it's mean. I know he's 20 years old. He should have stayed in preschool. Okay, so this is not a Survivor 44 podcast. But if you want to hear all of my positive thoughts about the whole other cast members of Survivor 44, that is in your feed now. And I have plenty to say about Carson. Okay, I'm not getting the pillow. I'm not getting the Carson pillow. <laughs> a pillow I would get, Liz. I would actually get matching Liz and Shawnee pillows. <gasps> Could you imagine? Can you imagine? With like a George Squishmallow in between? Uh, <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should sell that on the Drop Your Buffs merch store. Well, no, because that, you can't really like sell the likeness of... That's the crazy thing is Carson selling... Uh, image from it's not like a drawing of him it's yeah. an actual screenshot from survivor which like it CBS, is copyright shut that down yeah like it i had to get permission CBS, to print out a photo because it's owned by robert void or whatever his name is that took the photo uh-huh. like that is not our image cbs shut that down because i don't want to see it <laughs> okay i'm being mean i'm not Just i'm usually so- not mean on this podcast i mean on my other podcast i know it I know it. But just so we're all on the same page, Ricard is not being mean to any <laughs> Not on not on Mike. <laughs> okay, enough about Survivor 44. Let's get back to some good Survivor here because we've got a great vote shaping up because the heroes want to target Shawnee, split the vote with Liz, rattle her into flushing her idol. It's a good plan. It's a good plan. It's a great plan even. But I just need you to not. <laughs> No, that does that. Never mind. <laughs> but George wants to dismantle the meat tray and take out Sam. I thought this was an interesting choice because do they not realize that Sam is kind of on the bottom of that alliance? Because surely they know that Sam copped four votes, I think, at that Geordie tribal. It should be common knowledge now. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should know this. So it's interesting that they went for Sam. Maybe they were going for him because... Because he copped these votes, maybe he's on the bottom. He's the least likely to have an idol played for him. Yeah, an easy sell. Yeah. Um, but I did think it was an interesting one to to not... It would have been so great to target Sean. Obviously, they don't know he has an idol. And by the way, can't believe he's kept that secret for so long. 22 days of the game, he's had the idol. It's so impressive that he has kept that a secret. Because we've seen how much of a target that that makes you. But... Also, just Sean is a target, period. I mean, he's huge. He's so strong. He's strategic. People seem to be rallying around him. He really does feel like the focal point of the meat tray and the OG heroes, at least from a viewer's perspective. I wonder if it's the same on the island as we're seeing, because he really does feel like the leader. And so I don't know why they're not going for him. No, it's pretty astounding that he's been able to make it this far in the game with very little attention, at least from what we've seen in the edit. Yeah. So it feels like the Spice Girls are an alliance of four with no options, right? But no, 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 no. 
we have George. And George is pulling in Haley. He's put in all this work to get Haley, and he's got her. She is firmly in. Then he's got this seed he planted with Simon about working together. And he brings in Simon. And although Simon's like a little nervous about it, like, I mean, ultimately we see he's in. He joined this alliance. And what do you think about Simon's move to team up with his old nemesis, George, and with Haley and the rest of the Spice Girls? Because he really could have gone either way here. Yeah, he needed something. <laughs> I, I think it was out of necessity. And he has been so under, not under the radar and so transparent with his um, missteps. He just really needed at least one fucking win. And it was it felt very clear and obvious, especially with Haley being such a great wing woman for George. And I, I think Simon even says at one point, she calms me. Especially with Haley's voice in his ear. Yeah, I can't imagine him not going with this. Because who the hell on the other side is making Simon feel calm? He's being told to go away all the time. Exactly. I think the uh, OG heroes really mishandled their relationship with Simon. And maybe they had their reasons. Maybe they had reasons not to trust him or feel like he was still a little bit shady and maybe the cookie idol didn't help. Although I thought that he talked his way out of that one pretty well because we genuinely had no idea. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, But they just didn't make him feel like a part of the team. And I maybe they were getting a little cocky because they really thought they had the numbers here. And so uh, that probably scared Simon away. And then I guess the fact that Haley was on board uh, must have really helped, which makes me nervous going forward and seeing the previews for next week yeah. that if and when Haley wants to make a move against George, Simon's going with her, I think. Yep. So I loved this scene where Haley's trying to sort of figure out where Simon's head is at and they're on the hammock together <laughs> as soon as Flick's not looking. <laughs> and it's looking at me. Is yeah. she looking at me still? <laughs> and Simon tells her, I haven't made up my mind. And it's such a great role reversal yes. because you remember when Haley came to Simon about Liz and Jordy's idols, and Simon had this shocked look on his face, and she was like, Get your face better. <laughs> It was a total role reversal because Haley's face, her jaw dropped. Mouth literally agape. It was the ex- <laughs> it was the exact face that Simon made when Haley told him about the idols. So yeah. loved that little moment. Uh, but Liz and Shawnee aren't so sure about Simon. And again, it's like, this is a great little micro moment that shows you how incredible George is at reading people because George knew exactly what, what everyone was going to do. He was like, we don't need to worry about Simon. We have Simon, but they're just so unsure about it that George is like, fine, I'll go get another vote. And then it's here that it's like, George was right. George had the right idea moving forward. Simon was on board. They didn't need to reveal anything to anybody else. They didn't need to pull anybody else in. But because Shawnee and Liz were unsure about Simon's allegiance, George has to go and he goes to Sean. Not sure if it was the best one, but maybe George has a pre-existing relationship with Sean or something. But he goes to Sean to try to pull him in. And wow, does that not go well? Yep. (laughs) complete disaster yeah sean uh feels like he's having a conversation with hannibal lecter (laughs) now to be fair to be fair though i think george this was a very bad decision there must be more to it that we don't know 
because why would George do this? He's so on point with everything else. This was weird. But to be fair, if everybody was on board and George has seen that Sean at one point was willing to cut Sam loose, it's not completely unreasonable to say, hey, are you willing to do that again? Yes. I see where you're coming from, but why didn't George tell Sean a different name? So that at least if Sean's on board, his vote is going to waste. Oh, yes. I I do know what you mean. Well, maybe there just wasn't anyone there. Yeah. Maybe he can't think of a single person. I mean, he could have said David. So, I don't know. But, I mean, maybe he really did think that he had a relationship with Sean that, you know, that maybe he could convince him to join. But it did feel a little half-hearted. He was just kind of doing it for Liz and Shawnee's sake of mind, right? Uh, Whatever. And uh, so he goes back. He's like, great news, Liz and Shawnee. I've talked to Sean about voting Sam out. And they're like, you did what? Now, here here is a moment I had where I kind of thought, what if there's even more to this story where now he's realizing Sam is a better choice to stay? And how do I backpedal this? How do I convince everyone we have to do this? Maybe I accidentally leaked the plan and we have to change it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Who knows? Like maybe there was something with Nina where, you know, to show Haley that, um, that, you know, I, I have your back, Haley, and Nina's the one who wanted to vote you out. And Nina's really close to David. Maybe yeah. I can get David out so Nina's weaker. There might be so much more to this where that was because it just seems so haphazard. It seems so weird that I feel like there must be more. Plus, David is the one that tries to spook Liz into playing her idol. He's the one that executes that plan when they're at the water well and he says, you know, we haven't decided how the split's going to go, but your name is getting thrown out there. Mm -hmm. And so it's possible they didn't like that. It's possible George didn't like that and being like, who's Dave to come (laughs) up with a plan to flush my alliance's idol? And so if if we're going to go with this theory of like George doing sort of a double... Uh, I don't know if that's a blindside, but, you know, sort of changing the vote subtly, manipulatively, uh-huh. um, that that would be a reason to go for David. Yeah. Because I feel like people read Sam like a book. <laughs> yeah. I love Sam. And obviously, we still have our relationship on the train from Vienna to Paris. But, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's just something off with this. Yeah. There's something off. There is. There is. Uh, but, okay, let's go to the tribal council because it was so great. It was so incredible. This, again, again, Survivor at its absolute finest. This was not emotional in the way that Stevie's was emotional because it was sad to lose Stevie. But I am telling you, I was emotional watching this Tribal Council play out because it was just truly peak Survivor where you have so much going on. You have so many moving pieces. Is Liz going to play her idol? Does she have to play her idol? Will Simon vote with the Spice Girls? Is Haley really on board? Will Matt vote for David? Because Matt also got a little concerned when they switched the vote to David. He seemed like unsure about that whole thing and he didn't love it. And remember, of course, Matt and David, I see or I saw in the pre-merge as like basically the same person. They're both newbies. They're both strong, like cute guys, part of the meat tray, but not the returnees. They really felt 
Ayas would have assumed that they had a close relationship and that Matt might want to hang on to David for some time as an option should he wish to jump or change his plans in any way. And were Matt and David both in that group that was trying to take out Haley with Nina? No, because Matt was on the new Heroes track. Okay, okay. Yeah. But I do feel like he would have been like a natural ally to them. And so there was that question hovering over everything. Uh, and was Sean going to play his idol, right? So there's so much going on. And David really does want Liz to be safe because of their relationship on the new heroes. No, the new villains trap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And so it's so powerful. And so after they vote, when Liz stands up to play her idol, and it's just like iconography. Liz is so iconic. I can't even <laughs> begin. Mother is not the word. <laughs> oh, mother, 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 mother. mother. <laughs> she is the mother I never had. She is the sister everyone deserves. Okay, <laughs> Oprah. Uh, she is perfect. And I just love her going to play the idol. The music is incredible. The way she says that she's playing the idol for Shawnee. And then David out of nowhere, trying to protect her. He doesn't know that their vote isn't the way that this was going to go because in his mind, everybody's voted the way that he has intended them to vote. In which case, if Liz plays her idol for Shawnee, then Liz is going home mm -hmm. because that was the whole point. They wanted Liz to play her idol, save herself ideally, waste it because she was going to have the second most amount of votes and Shawnee was actually going to go home. Yeah. In David's mind, that's what he thinks the plan is when she plays her idol for Shawnee. And so when he says, are you sure you want to do that? He genuinely is protecting her, which is sweet. And then you cut to Liz and there's just like that great sort of like the camera pans uh -huh. and zooms in. Incredible work. Like uh, somebody did tell me the name of the Emmys in Australia. The Loggies or something or the Logies. <laughs> I'm getting that dead wrong. But uh, <laughs> and by the way, the Canadian ones are not called the Gobbles as I thought they were. They're called the Canadian Screen Awards. <laughs> so not not as uh, catchy. I'm going to work on getting them changed to the gobbles, but it deserves a Logie or whatever uh, they're called <laughs> because it's just perfect. It's so perfect. And then her staring down David. I know. Because she knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And she feels confident in her alliance that that he's going to go home. Yes. He doesn't know the votes are on him. And he's making these comments throughout tribal, like about George saying typical George. Like, uh -huh. yeah, of course, nobody knows what's going on here except George. So Meanwhile, fucking cocky. It's true. <laughs> and uh, so it's just so powerful when she's like nods and says, yes, I'm playing it for Shawnee. And the way she says Shawnee the yeah. second time of like, yeah. You heard me the first time, right, bitches? Yeah. Shawnee. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's Ugh. so good. And and the thanks flick moment. Oh my god. Oh red. my god. Oh my god. Everything. Thank you, Flick. From Shawnee to Flick. And then uh, <laughs> George saying they're all dead. Jerry saying we're not taking any more prisoners. It's just <laughs> art. It, Shakespeare is rolling in his grave or shaking in his grave. Whatever he's doing, he's scared because this is truly incredible storytelling. You can't write this stuff. You could, but it wouldn't be as good. But I just looked down at my notes and usually like before the merge, 
at the beginning of every 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 episode, I would either put they're at the heroes camp or the villains camp, mm-hmm. and I just looked down and I wrote camp because there's not a heroes or villains, and I don't it's know why. It's the Famole Moly camp. Yeah, it well it just made me laugh of like you're going on and on about this, and I almost just said it's camp. Oh, it's camp. <laughs> I see. I see what you're saying. Your note was, was like, camp. I was like, why did I yeah. put that? <laughs> but it was high camp. Yeah. <laughs> Again. And and on top of all of that, it's truly the greatest survivor story you can ever ask for that the the minority alliance of lovable characters mm-hmm. that we have been rooting for for so long, particularly George, Shawnee, and Liz, the Spice Girls, the OG Spice Girls, managed to rise from the ashes of a four with Jerry and pull off a seven majority vote. Yeah. Completely blindsiding somebody. It's just beautiful. It really is. Is unbelievable gameplay. And now Liz didn't need to play her idol. And George knew this. And Shawnee knew it as well, but was okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we make of that? Do you see Liz's idol play as a waste? No, I think because... The fact that this was already established into so many portions of both sides of the plans, it needed to go away because everyone knew about it. Mm. And, you know, going forward, everyone, especially if they do stick to being a seven, which very unlikely, but if they did, every excuse you have of why when you do get to, at the, to the point of going against your own alliance, every little tick against you, you don't want it. So... Get rid of the idol. Now mm-hmm. it's not a thing. It's not a part of the storyline anymore. Yeah. It's just gone. Now don't st- stop targeting Liz. She doesn't have an idol. Let's just keep going. I think it made the most sense. And it was just, even if it was a waste, it was a beautiful thing to show that she was willing to play it for her best friend. Exactly. Because I they could have turned against her easily. Totally. I think that, again, coming back to that relationship between the three of them, uh, this just further cements that. And so I... Uh, you know, although I would have loved for Liz to continue ha- having an idol, her target has diminished, I think, mm-hmm. uh, especially being surrounded by George and Shawnee, who have reputations as really incredible, some of the best Australian survivor game players uh, there ever have been. Uh, as that's my understanding. Again, haven't seen Johnny's seasons, but I get it. And so uh, I do think that she's in a much better place without that idol because she's not going to be uh, collateral damage. Potentially, um, there are bigger targets than her in her alliance, and she can sort of fade into the background a little bit while still, you know, maintaining that really, really strong relationship. Also, just before we move on from this. George's reactions while the votes are being read is, again, just the level of confidence he has that his plan is going to come to fruition and the theatrics of the, oh, oh, votes for Shani, oh, a vote for Liz, oh, and then them all looking over, watching the other alliance see the votes for Dave come in, like Liz's like little hand on her, (laughs) uh, her head on her hand, and Shani giggling, and George just like loving it, he's never seen anything so good in his life, (laughs) Uh, they are just so iconic, I can't get over it. Okay, let's move on from that, because this new alliance has been tested, it's cemented, but there's only five Spice Girls, you know, so they've outgrown the Spice Girls. Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. the Spice Girls will always be there, and I hope for a reunion. Oh, yes. But 
They need a new name. Yes, they do. What could it be? Hmm. Maybe our little naughty friend Matt could come up with something. <laughs> Matt was like a pig in shit coming up with <laughs> Vigilante. Is that a Canadian phrase? I don't think it's Canadian. I think it's universal. Yeah, like Cliff's Notes? What yeah. was that? <laughs> Cole's Notes. Well, Cole's Notes version of this is that Matt was like a pig in shit because he was like, well, what if we just use Nina's name? Vigilantes. <laughs> and, God, uh, it's so good. Yeah, it's adding insult to injury at this point. He's getting a little... Now, Now he's definitely, especially in this nighttime scene where everybody's laying on the hammock except Simon... As Shannon Gus pointed out, he's really feeling his naughtiness. And this is where it gets tricky. Some people get a little cocky mm-hmm. when they've pulled off something. Mm-hmm. And so I'm watching you, Matt. Like, this is cute. I like that you feel confident. I like that you feel good. But don't easily get sucked into being confident and being the next one out. Yeah. I have to say, so we have only three returnees remaining. <laughs> Or sorry, we only have three... Newbies, yeah. I'm going to redo that. I have to say, we have only three newbies remaining, which has been great. I think that that has really contributed to what has made this season so great, is not just the storytelling and the editing and the characters, but the pace at which people go home, because we've really gotten rid of the expendable people early in the game, all these newbies. I'm sorry to say that, uh, but you know, I miss Paige, but... I'm okay with her going when she did. And then you have, you sprinkle in some surprises, the Jordy vote. We needed that. We needed, you know, a big shocker returnee to go home. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have Stevie, which is just so sad. And now we're down to three newbies. We have Matt, Jerry, and Liz. And what do you think their chances are in the remainder of this game? I actually think they all have a really good chance of winning the fucking thing. Or not winning, but getting to the end. I really do. Me too. I really do. I do too, because I feel like Jerry and Liz particularly are in a really, really good place being at that core of the Spice Girls within the Vigilantes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Jerry's target is the smallest of anybody's. Oh, totally. Yeah. He's in there, but he hasn't pulled any of the moves. Like, he hasn't taken the credit for anything. And he's been around long enough that I think people respect him Mm -hmm. and would feel sad to vote him out. I think in a similar way to Stevie, but even more so. Yeah. Uh, Where Stevie's was really like, they were backed into a corner at that point by Liz, (laughs) but they were backed into a corner and it was sort of like, okay, it's going to be Stevie and we feel sad about that. I feel like they would be really sad to lose Jerry at this point because he's he's a grandfatherly figure at this point. He is the elder of the tribe. And I think that that's a really powerful position for him to be in. Plus, he's not like really going to slay any of the challenges. And so he's doing well. Uh, I feel like Liz is in a great position for all the reasons I just said. She's diminished her target. She's surrounded by bigger threats. And people seem to want to work with her. You know, if Liz tomorrow went to Nina and Sam again, I think they would gladly pick her up. I feel like she's got a, I feel like she's in a good position. And that's that pre-merge swap really helped her build new relationships. Yeah. And 
Then you have Matt, who I'm like the least sure of out of all of them. But because of his position in this new alliance and people do seem to want to work with him, plus he has pre-existing relationships with the meat tray. I do feel like he's in a good position. He's won an individual immunity. He's obviously strong. He's good in water. He's a lifeguard. Like, it's not impossible that the final three is the newbies. It re- I mean, I mean, look at what, at least at this point, before Flick is voted out, we have 11 people left in the game. We have to get Sean out, of course. We have to get Haley out, of course. George, he has to go. Like, Sean, Sean she has, has to, to go. go. You we can't have, let these people get to the final three. Absolutely. So we already have four more votes, and then Flick is an, an edi- inevitable one here. There's final six, very easily. Very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. But uh, there's some more human drama to play out here because Shawnee and Liz are, they're not mad at Flick. They're disappointed. (laughs) My mother. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's disappointed in me. (laughs) Uh, I love this conversation they have with her, which is like, why did you do that to us? Is there something, we, and and that it's genuine, that Shawnee genuinely wants to know, did I do something to you? And then when she finds out that she, it's not something she did, she's like, okay, so she's just playing the game, but like, then screw her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it just, it doesn't come off, it's like petty, mm-hmm. you know, Shawnee and Liz, their feelings. It's not like, you know what? I will not rest until she's gone. No, it's just, this sucks that you suck for that. Yeah. I don't know how much traffic noise is being picked up on this podcast, but there is a lot of traffic noise. It's an unusual setup we have here, my home studio, which is not a studio, it's an apartment. So uh, (laughs) that's great. Apologies for that. Okay. Now, my question is, is a final seven good enough for Simon? Because... George is sort of like, this wasn't this great? You voted with us. You're in the seven. We're in the, and he's, he's not telling him your final seven and then you're out. But surely Simon and Haley, like we mentioned, are going to see that we're part of a group which has a smaller group built into it. And is this good enough for us? Are we okay with being the bottom of the seven alliance, which is a huge alliance? Yeah. Well, I, I was trying to think about this earlier. Where it's like, well, who is in this seven and who could Haley and Simon specifically pick up? Because there clearly is a connection between Haley and Simon. Haley knows that she needs to console him. Simon knows that he can trust Haley. And there's really no one to pick up from that group. And so it is like, when do you break away? When Mm -hmm. do you have an opportunity to break away? And this is the time to break away when there are enough numbers on the other side to overtake. Because even if they made it to seven, they can't, there's no way to outwit the Spice Girls. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're a four. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think it was actually risky for Simon to go along with this plan to get out Flick this episode. Uh, because they really needed those numbers to, like, to be in a decent spot. They actually did need them. Um, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And Simon has opened himself up. Like, in this conversation he has with Sam and Flick, he says... Look, if there's a logical path forward for me, I'll take it. And so he didn't want to do that yet here, but I do feel like he has signaled, I mean, Flick's gone, but like to Sam, and uh, it looks like he's going to do the same with Sean that like, look, if you can make it nice for me, I'll go any which way. And that's also how Haley sold it to him, that she said, look, if if you vote with the seven in this last episode, 
you're freeing yourself up as like the ultimate lone wolf that your vote is up for grabs based on the deal that somebody offers you, which is not a bad position to be in. I don't know how long you can stay in that position, Mm -hmm. but it seems like Simon is going to play that way to me. It's just now, like after this episode, I know we're still recapping this episode, but after this, it's going to be final 10. And you should just never, ever try and make a decision that gets you in a position where like your only escape plan, like for instance, with Simon and Haley, their only escape plan from the seven is to be a five versus five. That's not a good position to be in. With mm-hmm. Flick still being in the game, you had the opportunity for a six versus four. Yeah. But now, like, you've gotten rid of that. Now it's going to be a tie. Maybe this is why we're hearing about this idle chit-chat with Sean in the preview for next mm-hmm. week. Because there's no other way. Mm-hmm. If if Haley and Simon were to jump ship and go along with, say, a Nina and a Sam and a Sean, that's only five people against the very strong Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also wonder if... I guess they could get Matt back. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I wonder if Flick shot herself in the foot by appearing untrustworthy, period. Yeah. Right? So that Simon would say, yeah, we could. And like Flick said, yeah, like we have the numbers now to make a move on George. But is it worth it? Mm -hmm. Is it worth it if you think Flick might just flip to the other side again the next episode sell you what sell you under the bus right because yeah. you know she's she's selling a vote on george who was her ally two episodes ago she voted for shawnee who saved her in the game right yeah. so maybe it's like just not worth trying to work with her well we like we definitely see after we see the massive seven person alliance all kikiing and talking about their new alliance name i love seeing the remaining mm. like leftovers alliance in the corner in the water what were you saying about flick's hat (laughs) well uh (laughs) nina calls the alliance she says i guess we can be called the pity party which is great but flick comes into the water to have a chat with them and she is wearing this sort of woven hat and like a sun hat but it has been absolutely destroyed by the elements out there. First time I've ever seen her wear this, by the way. And it's like flipped up in such a way that it's like giving road to Avonlea or something, where it was reminding me of in Titanic, the moment you like Kate Winslet is revealed and it's revealed from the hat. Uh-huh. And then she raises her head and she goes, doesn't look any bigger than the Mortania. <laughs> That's exactly what Flick's hat was giving me. <laughs> Oh, the poor pity party. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, let's go to the immunity challenge where they're holding a rope attached to a weighted barrel. It was very much giving uh, Gabler in 43. (laughs) This minute's for my dog, Toby. I would have been like, this next minute is dedicated to Sarah. This next minute is dedicated to Miss Grease. (laughs) This next minute is dedicated to Miss Grease's ankle. (laughs) Uh, this next minute is dedicated to Liz. This next minute is also dedicated to Liz. That's what I would have done. But uh, <laughs> don't have a whole lot to say about this challenge, except one, Jonathan's pecs. Two, Simon. Wow. 
Woof. Simon looked good, uh, but I will leave it at that. George. Oh, also George looking for an advantage. Oh, my gosh. And Haley calling it <laughs> yeah. out like always. She just Haley can't. just loves in a challenge to be like, look what George is doing. Like when he was throwing the challenge <laughs> with Shawnee, she's like, look at George. Look at George. And she's like having a good time doing it. Oh, she's having a blast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, I mean, this is reminiscent of Rogue. Like, she loves watching everybody else make dumb decisions that put them in a bad spot. But she I don't think it does. But I, I think, like, the way I read it is, like, I think Haley just really loves George. Yeah. I think they have a really good relationship, and she finds him funny. I can see that. I can see that. Um, okay, but it comes down to Haley and Liz. And Liz, Queen Liz, wins immunity. Mm-hmm. She's in her Challenge Beast era. And Love Haley her. is not. No, Haley's like struggling in the challenges, which is really surprising me because she was so great in Brains versus Brawn. And she tries to pull out her old trick here of like, it's okay, hand, it's okay, hand, of like compartmentalizing the pain and the struggle of a challenge, which she was so good at, uh, but she can't pull it off in this one. So poor Haley, but Liz wins. You know what? Either one of them winning would have been fine with me. Yeah. So now we have a pretty straightforward vote. And honestly, I think it's okay that we have an episode like this because we've really been spoiled with like blockbuster after blockbuster after blockbuster, tribal council. And now we're at that point in the post-merge where we've kind of got this majority lines. People feel comfortable. Yeah, they're probably going to start shifting and making moves soon, but you do have to take care of business for a little while. So uh, they're feeling like it's a really easy pile-on vote for Flick and they're just going to keep tight-lipped about it. I loved seeing them all be grilled by the pity party and genuinely just not giving anything up. Yeah. And it's almost uncomfortable. It's oh. like, so can you tell us anything? What did Flick <laughs> no. say? Flick was just like, no hints. No hints. <laughs> Any hints for tonight? Oh, well, you know, thought I would try. And Haley being like, yeah, always try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, I think we're seeing... George is really good at controlling a small group, right? Like, or I shouldn't say controlling, but being in control of a small group. And we, we did start to see him sort of lose control a little bit of Shawnee and Liz and having to compromise on things. But now he's in this group of seven and he's having to manage a lot of people's ideas, including Simon suggesting a split, right? And George is like, we're not splitting. That doesn't make sense. We don't have the numbers to like, it's way too risky. Let's just not do it. And saying, I thought that this was really good that George said, look, we're piling on the votes on Flick. And if Flick is saved with an idol, it's me or Shawnee that's going to take the fall for it. Yeah, that was a pretty... I I was like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> Which actually wasn't it. the case. I mean, they end up voting for Matt. Well, this is a confusing vote. I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but let's talk about this vote because it was three votes on Matt from the pity party and one stray vote from Sam on Haley. Mm-hmm. What was that? Well, okay. Now, let's go back to the meat tray. Was Matt a part of the group that knew about the clue for the idol? I think so. Okay. So with that in mind, (gasps) what if, you know, he's the only, like, he's one of the few people that knows about this clue. Yeah. What if he kind of thinks, you know what? That little fucker, he knew the clue. None of us have found that fucking idol. What if he has it? Right. Who knows? Yes. 
Maybe just in case, let me throw this out there, in case he gets idled, who knows if where Simon's going to be voting. We've been putting in a lot of work with Simon. Hopefully he'll vote on our side. Um, maybe the vote is me and not Flick. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe Flick is too obvious. Maybe they want to keep a woman. There's so many like pieces to this puzzle we don't know yeah. that Sam could have thought. And Sam has been very, I don't want to say paranoid. It's not paranoia if you're right. It's like he's had a lot of moments of... People were definitely out to get him or he almost went home. Yeah. But with all of that, it probably gets him easily worked up where he might think he's the one going home. What if there are just enough votes and if and to get out Matt, but he plays an idol? Yeah. Who who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah. There are so many unknowns because I think the last we heard from any other players about that idol that Sean ended up finding was that everybody assumed Haley had it. But maybe they feel like, I mean, we don't know what's happened. They could have gone through her bags. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But maybe they feel confident she doesn't have it. Um, and all of this would make sense if there was ever a possibility that an idol was going to be played for somebody in their group, whether they believe that, I mean, in this case, it would have been Flick, right? Mm-hmm. Because if, if Flick's getting the majority of votes, it only matters to do a split vote for the pity party if they're worried about someone on the other side playing an idol, but that's only going to like, yeah, it's only possible for that to come into play. If the person on their side, who's getting the votes is saved. Well, in the trailer for next week, one of the secret scenes, at least um, that I saw online, it looks like Sean is telling people about the idol, but I always take the edit with a grain of salt. Who knows? That could have happened this vote. Like Mm. people could know about this idol that could have been a piece of this puzzle where like Sam did know that Sean already had this idol. Maybe he doesn't find out tomorrow. Maybe he found out yesterday mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, what if he plays it for flick? Yeah. What if he plays it for flick and the votes were actually for me? Like who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of idols, flick comes so close to finding an idol. So Close. The Merge Beach Idol. <laughs> I felt really bad for her in that moment. I mean, I didn't want her to be saving herself because obviously I'm all in with the vigilantes. Yeah. But uh, wow. And it's really well hidden. Like I was having trouble seeing it until they really zoomed in. I, I really was. And that's when I said last night, I wish I had my glasses. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's nice to know there's one out there. Let's just hope it falls into the right hands. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean Liz. Um, so <laughs> what about George's hat? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that moment definitely did come up of, oh, I wish I had my hat. I think well, he knows he looks- exactly what happened to that hat. Oh, he knows. He knows everything. He knows. That man knows Because it's all this conversation about, oh, well, the ship has left the port and they're on the cruise ship. And he's like, I wish I had my cruising hat. From the villains, and it's like almost Simon is in on the joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love that, and it was a, ni- a nice callback to an early moment. Also, again, we've mentioned it, but the vigilante's name being brought up and Nina finding out. Oh, her face! Well, at least it's getting used in some way. <laughs> now I feel like you have to be careful here because we're starting to deal with a jury, yes. and if we're going to be rubbing people's noses and things. I put it in my, I like, yeah, I put it in my notes. Matt, Matt getting cocky. Yeah. Calm down. Dangerous. It's dangerous. Now, 
Let's talk about that deal between Matt, Jerry, and George for a final three. Because mm-hmm. do we think it's a final three this season or a final two? Okay, so let's see here. We have 11 people currently in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And if there's a final three, then that's a nine-person jury. Wait, what? No, eight-person jury. Mm-hmm. For a final three. Nine-person jury for a final two. That makes more sense to not have a tie because yeah. it could yeah. be a tie with three people, three votes each. I don't know. I also feel like... I mean, I don't know, but I feel like they wouldn't include a scene about a final two deal between Jerry and Maddie if it was a final three. Like, why include that? I get it for last season because it was a surprise final three. Um, And ultimately, like, that didn't really work out (laughs) for anybody (laughs) because it was a unanimous vote for Mark. But, yeah. It's was like it would they did Chrissy not get a single vote? It was a unanimous, I believe. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought Chrissy got one vote for some reason. I thought that Mark was like the first. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Anyways, what do I know? I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Flick goes home. You know, Liz brings up the fact that she was prepared to play her idol for Flick, and she was totally backstabbed. And I feel like that actually gives. There was a question in my mind, is Sean going to play his idol for Flick? Yes. And when Liz says, you know, I was ready to play my idol for Flick to save her and look what she did to me. And they kind of zoom in on Sean's face. And I know this could Uh all just be like editing manipulation, but it's a really interesting moment there for Sean because I don't think he was willing to play his idol for Flick. We did get him thinking about that a little bit in the episode. I don't think it really makes sense for him to you know, protect a minority that even if it's protected still is the minority. Um, it would still be a four, six, I guess. And so not an optimal time for him to use it. And then this just is a final nail in the coffin to me that it's like also not optimal to save somebody who has shown that by that, that they're not repaying the saving. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I liked that little micro moment there. Um, if there wasn't tension between, not that everybody knows this, but if there wasn't tension between Nina and Haley, I think him saving Flick could have been the best move for his end game to then have Haley and Simon come back over and mm. then be the new majority. Mm. Um, you know, and technically, technically, Sean kept his word and did not vote out Simon. And Simon still thinks that, you know, he swore on his kids, blah, blah, blah. We never got like friction of Simon actually getting a vote from Sean. Yeah. So there is a path forward where Sean gives Simon forgiveness in air quotes and was able to pull him back over. Then they have flick Matt's out of the picture. It's just against the other four spice girls. I think that could have been great if you could trust flick. And if there wasn't tension with Haley and Nina, but you know, that's not the cards that are on the table. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of week five of Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Tonight, Survivor 44 premieres. Uh, Evan and I will be back to recap that premiere tomorrow. So look for that in your feeds. If you want to prep for Survivor 44, as I said, our cast assessment is available now. Over on Patreon, we have wrapped up our Borneo rewatch. We've recapped all of Survivor Borneo, which was so fun. 
We have started a poll on what the season we will rewatch on Patreon uh, next will be. And people have been voting and there's been some fucking weird votes, but we are excited (laughs) to be announcing our next season rewatch very shortly. So look forward to that and check us out on Patreon to uh, see what we're getting up to over there. Also, if you're not following the Drop Your Buffs Instagram page at Drop Your Buffs Pod, then you're missing some great exclusive content we got from the Traders US reunion. We got some clips from Suri and Kate, and those were really fun. So we posted those on our Instagram, and we started a TikTok. Yes. TikTok at Drop Your Buffs Pod, where Suri made us a TikTok recreating one of her iconic voting confessionals. So go check that out. Don't let it flop. I'll be really upset and I'll never post another TikTok again. So on our Instagram, I will be posting a screenshot or screenshots from this week on Australian Survivor. And if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast, what emoji should people leave? We overcomplicated it last time. I know. Let's keep it simple. Um, How about let's do the pig. Let's do the pig's head. There's a there's a full pig and there's a pig head. Okay, pig head. Yeah, we're going to do the pig head. There is a boar head also. But we're doing the pig head. Fine, piggy piggy. <laughs> okay. Uh, love that. Okay, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye, see you tonight. Bye.